The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another episode issue. Oh my lord. <laughs> another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It, <laughs> it is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? Uh warm. Yeah. War, I, you know, I feel like uh, Owen Lars as a moisture farmer because my air conditioner runs so much and all that condensation, you know, I, I you know, I'd empty out the condensation bucket. It's kind of like, well, this is a pretty good harvest for this hour. <laughs> yeah. This year I'll uh, make it from the harvest for Luke to go to the academy. <laughs> I can do it. Oh, so basically he was just a water farmer, right? Uh, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moisture I mean, farmer, but yeah. Yeah. You know. Heck of a crop. See, see that this is why saunas, which are so popular up north and among the, the, uh, the folks in Finland and Scandinavia, they just aren't that popular down here in the South because we just call that outside. Right, right, right. No, they're just, no, no. You just go outside, sit on your porch or your step or wherever, and you get the full effect right there. Yeah. Step outside. Plus, no. Plus. Take a shower, come out of the shower, towel off, and still have everything still on your skin. That's the song. Yeah. Except I, down here we have bonus mosquitoes for like, you know, absolutely free. It's like a BOGO deal. That's acupuncture. <laughs> See, I, sustainable. <laughs> it's green I telling, acupuncture. I was telling my mom how I 
I look back on it, I can't believe I played in that stuff. You know, you know, you're outside all day long, at least until you got too hot or you got a headache, and then you run inside, cool off, then you go back out and do it all again. Um, I don't know how I did that because I'm 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 soft now. Like I moved up north, and all of a sudden, I can't do the heat like I used to. Well, let me, let me ask this question. I know where we we start to derail, but as On a this show, no, never. Did y'all ever wait for that mosquito to get on your arm and wait for it to start biting and then tense up and like force feed it? No, no. I no. just wait okay. for it to get preoccupied with the business of hand so it won't see my hand coming down to smack it. Yeah, that that was pretty much me. I used, I used to, if I saw it, I used to tense up and just trap it. Trap, you know, just when you tense up, it trapped it on your skin. It couldn't pull away, and you could watch it. Right. Try and pull away, and it couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I just sit there and stay tense, and all of a sudden, you just see the back end of the mosquito pop. What? Like, okay, that was messy. Now, it's like crazy afterwards, but yeah. I don't think I've ever felt sympathy for a mosquito until now. <laughs> I, I I didn't even know that was a thing. Some I did Arkansas and Oklahoma when I was a kid. Okay, so... so so do we call this issue force feeding mosquitoes? Um, I don't know. That'll get some discussion. That'll get some raised eyebrows. Go force feeding mosquitoes. I must listen to this show and find <laughs> out. <laughs> Maybe we will. And, and if you did draw, get drawn in by this, well, you know, don't you feel silly? Force feeding, uh, force feeding Marvel's mosquitoes. And I need, to find a, I, I, I need to find a picture and add Loki horns to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that, really don't I know think what that to may, say to that. I think that may be the episode. There you go. Now I got to get creative with the with the artwork. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of Loki, what did you guys think of the finale? The finale? Uh, well... When I finished watching the episode, which was just earlier in the evening, I sent these two guys just a screenshot of the stamp that says, you know, Loki will return in season two. And I just the only word that I used was, bruh, Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to process this. Yeah, It's it's the only thing that's been confirmed that's coming back for a season two. Right. We know WandaVision's not. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, I mean, it told the story it needed to tell in one season. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Even if they do a movie, I wouldn't mind having a season two. Right. You know what I would like to see? I would really just like to see a Winter Soldier, or if not a Winter Soldier, a U.S. agent. Oh. Okay. 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 I. I think at this point in time, how do you guys feel about discussing Black Widow or elements of Black Widow at the moment before we get to Loki just because of 
comment Eric just made. I can talk about it. Okay, confession time. I still have not. It probably will be at the earliest when it comes off of Disney Plus Premier Access and moves into the regular viewing menu, whenever that is. Right. Right. So if y'all want to, I can step away. Uh, and, you, no. and you just flag me in. I will say, I think to discuss the movie itself, Kylan and I could probably pull together a review on our own. That way it keeps you spoiler free. Dude, you know what else could put me spoiler free? No, 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 no. No. Take off my headphones and putting them to the side and wait until you wave me back in. It's <laughs> <laughs> about like my 18-year-old. <laughs> I want to touch on the end credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. The end credit scene is going to be one. We could discuss this, and I don't think it's going to spoil the movie for you. No. Because I've seen the end credit scene leaked online in several places. Okay. All right. Mm. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember mention of this. Okay. So you're cool with this. I am cool with this because I remember we had the discussion that she was supposed to show up in Black Widow first. We. Right. No, I thought the discussion was we hope she was designed to appear in Black Widow first. Mm-hmm. Because when we see Valentino in Falcon and Winter Soldier, she seems a little out of place initially that this is where they introduce her. Right. So we get to the end credit scene of Black Widow and she's talking to Yelena. Says, I have a new mission for you. Mm-hmm. End credit scene pretty much sets up Hawkeye, the Hawkeye show. Yep. Yes, okay. it does. Yes, it does. That's, Yel- that's Yelana's next mission, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Person responsible for Natasha's death. We're gonna. I think we're going to see Yelana in the Hawkeye series. Oh, she's already... Uh, I, I thought that she, she was already um, mentioned to be on set or something. Okay. Now, here's my thing. How does how does Contessa have all that intel about what happened? Like who's how's she getting her information? How does she know about what happened uh, with the uh, Soul Stone? See, I don't think she knows what happened with the Soul Stone. I think all she knows is Hawkeye has been blaming himself for her death. And, and so probably just- and probably has been it's been interpreted with however he's been talking that he killed her. OK, OK, but well, also, it could be a case of just simply she doesn't know the whole story. Correct. She could just know they were on a mission. She didn't come back. He did. Right. Right. Now, the other thing um we know because, okay, um, we know Thunderbolt Ross is in this, in the, mm. in the first half of the film. Right. Um, makes an appearance near the end as well, but either way, we now have Yelena going after Hawkeye. We have U.S. Agent. If we don't get the Thunderbolts out of this somewhere, 
as a phase five or a new show announced for the tail end of phase four to quote Desi Arnaz Marvel, you'll get some splaining to do. <laughs> I know bad accent, but I don't care. I think, I think that what we're, I think we're going to get Thunderbolts. I, 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 I don't think that we're going to see Avengers anymore. I could be wrong. If we do see the Avengers, they're going to sort of be kind of on the outside. I think what we're going to see are the Thunderbolts or maybe a Thunderbolts versus Avengers thing. I don't know, but I think that's what we're going to get are Thunderbolts. Well, who who else is in the Thunderbolts? Well, see, I mean, it, it depends on. I mean, there's Zemo. Right. Well, we have him going on. Because, I mean, see, the Thunderbolts lineup is the Thunderbolts lineup is about as fluid as the defenders in the and, comics and like, the Avengers and the Avengers. So uh, I'm looking at Wikipedia and what, you know, there's Zemo's Thunderbolts, which could then lead us into Marvel's most wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Thunderbolts where you're one of the subs under it is civil war hero hunters. Still a possibility. Norman Osborn's Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that Hammer? Hammer's Thunderbolts. Luke Cage's Thunderbolts with the right. su- with the sub underneath it. Thunderbolts through time. Red Hulk's Thunderbolts. Winter Soldier's Thunderbolts. And King in Black Thunderbolts. Okay, out of all these. I like the Zemo Thunderbolts the best. I do too. I just just because I like the concept of you know basically he gathered up a bunch of villains and rebranded them as heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while he was a villain all along, the ones he recruited said, "You know what? We kind of like being heroes." We're going to stick with being heroes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, here are members. I, I found the roster list. I'm going to go through and only pull those who we have seen in the MCU. Okay. Eric Steven Jostin, a.k.a. Atlas slash Goliath. Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. That was Fishburne's character, right? Right. Zemo. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkeye. Uh, just going through Green Goblin, obviously a different yeah. realm. Black Widow, Yelana. Venom, McDonald Gargan, who we haven't seen yet, but there's that potential. Bullseye, which from Daredevil, which has that potential of coming back. But there's the old Bullseye. Uh, Eric O'Grady's Ant-Man. Ghost, Luke Cage, Crossbones. Um, Did you say Taskmaster? Not yet. Deadpool, mm-hmm. Punisher, Red Hulk, uh, Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, and that's pretty much it. I am not seeing Taskmaster on this list. Uh, there Mr. Hyde. When did we get Mr. Hyde? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. I'm, I'm looking at the... The list that's on Wikipedia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taskmaster doesn't had, Taskmaster doesn't appear until detainees and then recruits. Right. 
Okay, there's a name on this list that I think would be a great addition to the MCU, but nobody has brought him in. Paladin. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I remember him from from Daredevil mm-hmm. primarily, but I mean, he was a member of the Defenders. He was a member of Heroes for Hire. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think he would be a great addition. Very I mean, much so. He doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have over the top powers. He is. He is very much a street level uh, character, right? I mean, he's kind of like Black Widow in the fact that he's primarily a skilled character, right? Like he's skilled hand to hand combatant. Now he does have a little bit higher than baseline human strength, speed, agility, that sort of thing. So yeah, I think I think this would be a good. I don't want to say replacement for Black Widow because, well, a he's a guy, b he's not a spy. Now he's he's kind of like a detective slash freelance investigator slash mercenary, mm-hmm. but. I mean, he could he could definitely have a place in the MCU at some point in the future. Yeah, I mean, because well, we don't have a character like that either. You know, I mean, you have Deadpool, but Deadpool's crazy. You know, so I mean, there in the MCU there aren't any. I mean, Spidey doesn't really Spidey doesn't really qualify as street level because even though he's street level, now that he's an Avenger. That moves them up into the big leagues. So there's no street level characters in the MCU. Well, he's kind of like the the Central Florida of the, the superhero world. He's originally intended to be a street level, but he has found his way to the big leagues on multiple occasions. Yes, I like that. Central Florida. Uh, I get that. I like. I, res- I like uh, that. That's that's not a that's not a shot at UCF either. It's just the 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 smaller, not top tier, making it into you know saving the world and fighting alongside the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, just about any superhero group you want to name. He's either been an ally or a member. So you're that's saying true. he's been. He's been a group of five trying to break in and and tease or or having beers with the power five. He is definitely a group of five that has crashed many a power five party. Okay. Some some football analogies there for y'all. But I mean, Paladin has shown up in some uh some media already. Uh he was in the 2017 Spider-Man animated series. Mm-hmm. Where he was a member of Silver Sable's Wild Pack. Uh, his also he also showed up in Avengers Alliance Two. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And in the Ultimate Marvel t- Universe slash timeline, Mark Spector uh, posed as Paladin for a while. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So there you have it. That's that's my that's my this would be cool entry for the week. Um, no I just think it's interesting we've kind of been alluding to Thunderbolts 
with Falcon and Winter Soldier when we get to US Agent and we see Thunderbolt Ross there and they talk about his heart conditions. Will we see Red Hulk? I don't know. Well, I don't know where the licensing lies with Red Hulk. If it fits in that grayscale or gray matter that uh, She-Hulk is in. Well, see, that's that's a good question. That's exactly where I was about to go. Um, You know, we've got Bruce Banner Hulk and we've got Jennifer Walters She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. You know, does that licensing agreement extend to all Hulks? I mean, are we going to see, can we see totally awesome Hulk or, or Red Hulk or any other Hulk out there? I'm sure I'm missing a few. Uh, Scar. Maestro. There you go. Holy cow. Maestro. If that guy ever showed up in the MCU. (laughs) Ooh. Yes. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Say the least. I, I, I think, now mind you, yes, I work for Disney. I don't know anything about the, what happens at Marvel and their thoughts, which is why I podcast about Marvel. This is throw speculation. With where I work, even on the portal, we don't get inside tips of different things of, oh, this is what creators are, are talking about. No, it doesn't happen. This is why I enjoy, for the movies, being able to speculate what's yeah, coming down the road. Let's emphasize the word speculate. Mm-hmm. And it's just Let's just put this out there, make it especially clear. Mike is not operating on any inside information when it comes to Marvel. No, no. I mean, talking about Marvel products in the parks until it's officially announced by Disney. Yeah, we're going to be behind the ball. But I'm going to tell you, for me, I have fun listening to other shows talk about this stuff. And laughing all the way about how wrong they are with a lot of it. Yeah. Now, there have been times, and I know we have mentioned this before here on the show, that Mike has come to, he has flat out looked at us when the mic is off. Uh, that's the mic we talk into, not the one we talk to. Um, <laughs> and he has, he has flat up said, look, there's something going on I can't talk about. Or... Yeah, if we get into subject of you know any anything regarding this, I can't talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he has made it clear there are things we cannot talk that he cannot talk about. Right. And so we respect that because there have been times we tried to pry it out of him, and, <laughs> and, and uh, there's he nothing won't. to do it. I, I have three words: N D A. Oh, wait, those are letters. Those are letters, yeah. <laughs> okay, I have three but letters. Non-disclosure agreement. Something like that. <laughs> there, there, there you go. That's, so, yeah, that's I mean, you sign it, and we have offered. Yeah. We have offered to sign an NDA for Mike's benefit, you know, just to keep his butt out of trouble. And, and it hasn't trouble. come to that. Although, honestly, the stuff that we hit on is largely pure speculation like we we get we take what we know and we 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 take what we know we look at what has happened in the past 
and we put that together to make projections of what we think could happen in the future. Right. We we hit a lot of stuff. We do, but just know it's not because there's somebody feeding us information. It's not. Just remember, because of certain questions that we were going to ask that we thought were fairly innocuous, we have not been, we were not allowed to interview a certain person. Yeah. An author. So, yeah. An author. No, we know Marvel, Disney, they're listening to this. Uh Yes. We hope they're entertained by our various uh, and and egregious tangents just about every show. But, but hey. And, and, And the one thing that we do consistently get from the people that we interview, the one comment that we consistently get is no one has ever asked me that before. Yeah, we get a couple of those questions in. Yeah. Now here, here's here's the fun part. Um, when we, I mean, how many times have each one of us done a mic drop that almost has been dead on, only because we have looked at this, thought about it, and put our thoughts behind it in a rational way, unlike what we have seen on different Facebook pages. Twitter pages where people are just gut reacting. Right. And, and not making right. sense of things. I mean, right. I came out of the movie. I literally called Kylan and I said, dude, we are getting the Thunderbolts. Yep. And I, and I said, Don and I said the same thing. And when, when we were driving back from the theater, I'm like, and, and, and this, over the entire weekend, we were trying to put together what would that team look like now? And, and then here's what it, here's what kind of throws out th- throws off for me. Now, does that mean no young Avengers? Uh, no, I think the young Avengers is still going to happen. Okay. All right. Uh, Cause I, I saw a meme and they, they pointed, I don't know if I screen, if I saved it on my phone or not. It doesn't look like I did. I saw a meme about the Young Avengers, and they cast they cast it with people from uh, characters we already have in the MCU. Well, I mean, I mean, okay, if if we just look at what we got between the network between the, the between Disney Plus and the MCU, mm-hmm. we have Ms. Marvel. Uh, we we will have Patriot. Uh, we'll have Hawkeye. Um, we'll have if things progress like it looked like it's going to. We'll have Miles Morales. Um, oh, and also we'll have uh, Hul- uh we'll have uh Wiccan and um Speed. Speed. We'll, we'll yeah, Wiccan and Speed. Okay, there so from ncuinitiative.com, this is who we have. These are the all the young Avengers currently in the MCU, Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. Patriot, mm-hmm. Speed, Wiccan, Statue. Oh, Stature. I forgot about her. That's Stature, yeah. With Cassie. American Chavez. Oh, yes, right. Ms. Marvel, which they don't list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulkling, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Iron Lad. Which I think we're expecting truthfully more. Ironheart? Um, yeah, Ironheart as well. I forgot Iron Lad's not really part of Iron Man, but not Iron Man. Uh, Kid Loki as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then Screen Rant has uh, nine people. Patriot, Stature, Wiccan, uh, Speed, Kid Loki, Vision. So a young, the younger Vision. America Chavez, Iron Lad, Kate Bishop. Again, no mention of Miss Marvel, but I think we'll get Miss Marvel as well. Mm-hmm. So... Um, should this scare us? I don't think we're getting kid Loki. I mean, we got him in the Loki series, but I seriously don't, I don't expect that kid to show back up somewhere else. If he shows back up, he's going to show up in season two. Maybe multiverse of madness. Yeah. Maybe multiverse of madness, but I'm going to say, so, I'm going to say if anything, uh, season two for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, uh, so, I mean, I think that with that many characters, it would, I, I would be shocked if we did not get a Young Avengers. Yeah. And here's the funny part. There are people who are making a title, title shot where it looks impressive that, oh, Marvel Studios, Young Avengers. It's impressive, but it's not it. It, it, it's, it's, it hasn't been announced. No, no. But at this point in time, they might as well announce it. I think we may. I think we're going to start. We'll see something after Hawkeye. That's why I think. Quite possible. Quite um, possible. I think we'll see something after Hawkeye, if not after Hawkeye, after Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. Is that next year? I think so. Okay. So, uh, now getting back on track, Loki's season finale. Wow. Yeah. We're introduced. They get to the castle. We get King the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's the one in the castle. He's the one. So, they pretty much follow through from the comics. Well, a version of King. Right. It looks like. Don looked up some stuff. It looks like it's a mix of three different characters. There's Kang. There's the one who remains, and the one, uh, the last standing timekeeper. I forget what his name was. But uh, from front, based based on the things that he says, like you know, he he talked. He called, he said that he's been called a conqueror. Which, you know, that was a nice nod to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about being from the 31st century. And that's Kang. Um, and, you know, just uh, just how him talking about how he has basically basically has lived outside of time. Right. Yeah. You know. Now, for Loki, so, he is credited as he who remains. Right. Not Kang the Conqueror. Right. Right. I mean, it, and he he refuses to give his name. Mm-hmm, just right. saying, you know, I've been called a conqueror. I've been called he who remains. Um, now he also says a ruler. Right now that uh, that could also refer to uh, a version of Kang that was Pharaoh Rama Tut. Yeah, yeah. So we just we've had a crapload of Kangs. Mm-hmm. And, and so he also said jerk. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to say with, you know, because I'm also a fan of the Elder Scrolls series of video games like Skyrim, Oblivion, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. There's more of a touch of Shia Gorath to it. Mm-hmm. 
And if those those of you who know what I'm talking about, he is basically the, the also called the Mad God. Yeah. Basically, he's uh, he's he's basically the patron saint of the insane. Mm-hmm. But he also he kind of has that that vibe to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Percy of Den of Geek, I have their Easter eggs, which is actually more refer- comics references and characters this week instead of Easter eggs. Um, so let's start with the opening. The opening sequence, anyone catch what it was an homage to? I missed I it. Be, I missed it as well. I would have called it the, the intro to Spaceship Earth. I thought, I thought the, that too. Yeah. Yeah, with all the different voices, and y'all, uh, I just rat- laughed rather unkindly at uh, the fact that Greta Thunberg was included. How dare they? Yeah, yeah. So the voices, we'll go ahead and touch on that. Once, one small step for man, Neil Armstrong. How mm-hmm. dare they, Greta Thun- Thunberg? My dream, Malaya Yousafi. You have fought for your right to experience peace. Nelson Mandela, Mandela, I will rise, Maya Angelou. We think of time as one-way motion. Um, I think that is pretty much Carl Sagan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Motivated, motivated by women throughout the world, also not identified by closed caption. But they say, you know, while, yeah, Spaceship Earth, they say the 1997 sci-fi film Contact. Which is a movie that I never had any interest in watching. So I think, I, I, I think I've watched bits and pieces, but yeah. Isn't that based on a Carl Sagan book? I think so. Uh, I haven't seen it, but yeah. Isn't that the one with Helen Hunt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's like... She's she feels she's gone away for years, but she's only been gone for like seconds mm-hmm. type thing. Anyway, um, then there's some predominant songs throughout human history, starting off with Beethoven's for Elise. Um, and of course, you know, you possibly heard strains of Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. And then you hear uh, the Harry James band's version of "It's Been a Long, Long Time," which is familiar because this is the play. This is the song that plays over uh, Endgame's perfect final moment. Yes, yes, um, it is. the song first popped up in Captain America: Winter Soldier when Fury plays it in Steve's apartment. Clearly, Steve had plans for this song. Um, so. Well, it's probably got personal significance to him because, you know, when you when he finally sees Peggy again, well, it's been a long, long time. Yep. Uh, so that leads us to um, King Conqueror, who, as we said earlier, is referred to as he who remains in the show. And he lays out his whole backstory as the idea of the council of cross time Kings, um, you know, kind of a tribute to, to that. Um, there was also from Jonathan Hickman's run, the interdimensional council of reads with the fantastic four, like King, various Reed Richards from various realities met up and decided to help out areas of the multiverse that needed their combined intellect. So see what he's going on here. Uh, well, 
Good. That so that also reminded me of the Captain Britain Corps. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of all these versions of Captain Britain from across the, the multiverse. Right. And as a matter of fact, our Captain Britain was brought up and put on trial by the Council of the Corps for or something. I can't remember what it was. It was in one of the uh, the the first run of Excalibur. Right. But yeah, the the prosecutor against him was the the Nazi version of him. Right. So so, um, so to continue on, Secret Wars. The multiversal war idea plays so heavily throughout Loki, it ties into John Hickman's Avengers run, where the multiverse has collapsed onto itself due to um, machinations machinations of the Beyonders. So that does mean there's more than one Beyonder. Oh crap! Yeah, as I I want, I want it. I want the one from the '80s. I'm just saying. You just saying that because he's got the flying wind lapels. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And the epic mullet. Uh, Also with Hickman's run, there was the moment of Captain America coming across a group of Kangs from different eras. Regular Kang, Iron Lad, Immortus. And explaining that allowing so many to die in order to save so many more is immoral. After the inspirational speech, King simply told him, no one here cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravona Winslayer. Now, isn't it interesting? We've come to find out she was a school teacher slash principal. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense that she would be a variant. Yep. Right. And when we got to that scene where B-15 was like basically being chased by the TVA mm-hmm. and, and in order to convince the hunters that were chasing her, she leads them to the Ravana Renslayer of that dimension's office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I loved how Mobius acted like he was going to try and fight her, knowing full well that he couldn't fight to save his life and he was like oh you know okay just do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah the look on his face when she basically wipes wipes his butt with the floor is kind of like yeah i knew this was a bad idea yeah i i I don't know if he actually thought he had a chance probably not you know you know what we didn't get what? Loki riding on the backside of a jet ski with Mobius. Yet. Yet. True. Um, so, yeah, I mean, interesting ending. What used to be the statues of the of the timekeepers is now a statue of Kang. A, a more comics accurate look of Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. is he the, is he still the inventor of the TVA? Is he still the timekeeper? Or, well, I, I find other thing. I found it interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You may be talking what I'm about to talk. Uh, I when at some point Mobius looks at Loki and says, "Which department are you from?" I know they don't yes. know. So has he been wiped? No. Is, is he in a different timeline? I'm thinking that. I think it's because of the timelines. The TVA has almost done a reset. From when he to that point, so anyone who was there prior to the killing of Kang or he who he who remains, any new, so when Sylvie comes back, who had been there for off and on for a while, I don't think they're going to recognize her either. 
Well, also, let's just point out the quote-unquote tempad that Sylvie used to basically banish Loki or send him back to the TVA. That was not a standard TVA tempad. No. No. That was that was Kang's personal look like a, a marble coaster on his wrist. But it also it also looked like it had time branches on it. Mm-hmm. So there's no guarantee that she sent him back to the same TVA. This that's is true right. too. This is true too. I mean, that's that's where my mind is going. It's not that the thing has been reset. I mean, we saw the timeline branching off like the Amazon tributary map. Right, we did. Yeah. And by the time that she cast it out, I mean, there was hardly any coherent timelines there. Mm -mm. I have. There's no telling where they sent her. I have another analogy for the timelines. Timelines were branching off like a tangent on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Then let's not get carried away. I don't think they were that bad. (laughs) <laughs> what our tangents or the timelines no, we, we 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 do the deep dive on a lot of things man that's oh uh, you know, and, and we deep dive on other things we shouldn't deep dive on but you know that that's that's what we, people come like, to us for like like force feeding really, marvel mosquitoes we really need to get a screenshot that you were when you were looking out of Kang's window and you see all those timelines branching off. We just need one of those screenshots with a caption, how the MMG conversation goes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do we, do we put the mighty Marvel geeks logo in the middle of it? Kind of yes, small. We, <laughs> yes. 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 We do. Because it's true. Well, it is true. It is so true. You know what else is true? Go ahead. Hmm? No, go ahead. What else is true? No, finish your thought. Okay. How how about twenty eight Emmy nominations? Wow, let's talk about a jarring segue, shall we? We shall. <laughs> Marvel Studios makes history with twenty eight Emmy nominations for WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So the full nomination list for WandaVision. Outstanding limited series, outstanding lead actress in a limited series, lead actor in a limited series, supporting actress in a limited series, directing for a limited series, writing for a limited series, which uh, three episodes were nominated, uh, a new Halloween spectacular film before a live studio audience and previously on. Um, Outstanding production design for a narrative program. Outstanding casting for a limited or anthology series or movie. Outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes, which it'll be going up against Mandalorian. Because um, we talked about this over on Mandalorian. So some of these are going up against other Disney properties. Um, outstanding single camera picture editing for a limited or anthology series or movie. Two episodes. On a very special episode in the series finale, outstanding period or character hairstyling, outstanding main title design, outstanding period or character makeup, outstanding music composition for a limited or anthology series, movie or special, outstanding original music and lyrics, Agatha all along. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outstanding main title theme music, 
outstanding music supervision, outstanding sound editing for a limited or anthology series, movie, or special, outstanding sound mixing for a limited anthology series or movie, and outstanding special effects or special visual effects in a season or a movie. Okay. I 23 just to WandaVision. Okay. Before you go on to the others, uh-huh. I'm just going to make my prediction. WandaVision is going to rack up in the technical side of these. Uh-huh. It deserves best supporting actress, uh-huh. Catherine Hunt. And it really should get Elizabeth Olsen for lead actress. Uh-huh. It really should. It won't, but it should. And I don't, I just, I, I don't see them getting the, the best actor, best actors, best supporting actors, just because Marvel doesn't get that. Right. Like I said, and I know some of these, they're going up head to head against Mandalorian. I know, but this is the, the Hollywood elite that we are dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And rightly or wrongly, they have a very, I want to say, elitist opinion of what should win an Emmy or an Oscar for an actress or an actor. Right. And so they do look down their noses at stuff like WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier or Mandalorian. Yeah. So, again, I think this... Marvel and the Mandalorian, they will rack up in technical achievements. I don't see the cast getting a whole lot. Right. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier, five Emmy nominations. Guest actor in a drama series, Don Cheadle. Okay. I would have gone with Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Nothing against Don Cheadle, but I think. Isaiah Bradley would have been a better choice. That yes. actor. Mm-hmm. The yes. actor who played Isaiah Bradley had a much more powerful performance than Don Cheadle did. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say this either, because his performance, because of the subject matter of playing Isaiah Bradley, would make a very impactful statement if he was nominated and won. Yes. And it would be just, and it'd be rightly justified, and the timing would have been right. So I think it was a, I think it was a dropped opportunity. So, uh, uh, Carl and Carl Lumley has been around a long time. Yeah, uh, he was an actor that played uh, Isaiah Bradley, and he brought it. Like he yeah. legit brought it. He um, what what he did talking about the subject matter he talked about. You know, with with how blacks were treated. Mm-hmm. It's just as good as the HBO Watchmen series talking about the race riots of night of Tulsa of night. Was that 1921? Yeah. 1921. Yeah. So it did the same thing. It didn't shove it down our throats, but it gave you that reality of this was life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like even as a super soldier, somebody who had, Everything that Steve Rogers had because of the color of his skin was overlooked. It, 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 it was overlooked. It didn't matter. And, yep. You know, and it was I it, that was something that the fact that they just laid it out there 
there there was no fanfare before. There was like, oh, look at what we're doing. You know, it's like you're watching this and then it's just boom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It it went from Falcon and Wonder Soldier to okay, we're going to truth, red, white, and black. Mm-hmm. Boom. We're not talking we're not talking no mic drop. We're talking a whole whole P sound PA falling out of the sky. Yeah. And, and the effect that that had, I, and here's the thing, the effect that that subplot had on Sam Wilson as a character from episode one to episode six. Well, not, not even, not even to Sam, but even to, to Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. So, uh, to continue on outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series, one hour. That's going to be going up against Mandalorian. Outstanding special effects in a season. Outstanding stunt coordination. Outstanding stunt performance. Okay, y'all, I'm just going to call it this. Falcon and Winter Soldier is in the Emmys as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I mean, I'm not saying that they don't deserve an Emmy for what they are nominated. Okay. With the possible exception of guest actor in a drama series, because we think, uh, what what did you say the guy's game, name again uh, was? That was uh, Carl Lumley. Carl Lumley. Carl Lumley should have gotten the, the nomination instead of Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Again, no diss on Cheadle, but uh, that that series deserves better. Yeah. It does. That, it, it does. I mean, you can have 23 nominations for... One division, but you can only put you can only submit five for for Falcon and Winter Soldier. That, I'm sorry to me, just like Isaiah Bradley, this is an injustice. Mm-hmm. What he went through is what this show's going through. It's an injustice. It's the thing is, and people liked people like One Division because it, it's. It was visually stunning and, you know, it was quirky and people, people like that. But for some reason, you give them something like you give them something like Falcon and Wear Soldier. And it's like, as you guys said, it becomes an afterthought. Like it's Falcon and Winter Soldier is more typical. It's what you expect out of an MCU offering. Yeah, right. Well, I think is is really it's uncharted territory in terms of television. Right. Because it's not a grand, you know, the the safety of the earth is at stake kind of storyline. It's really just what happens when a superhero has a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is this is super insanity. Right. So I get that. And, and a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't a, a typical MCU offering. Right. And, and, I, and we fully admitted here on the show, the first three episodes are really kind of a slog, but it's worth getting through because once you get to like, you know, the, you know, episodes three and four and they're on the first part makes total sense because you could see it through a new lens, mm-hmm. you know, Falcon and winter soldier. It is pretty much a linear story or several stories, but they're all going in a linear fashion. Right. So I don't know if that's why 
WandaVision is getting so much Emmy love versus Falcon and Winter Soldier, but whatever the reason, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier needs more love. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. I think, too, not knowing when the deadlines were, I think with how when Falcon and Winter Soldier ended, they didn't, there wasn't the time like with WandaVision to sit down and go, what is the strengths here of the show? And I say that basically by looking at the first category, guest actor in a drama series. They went with the name. Mm -hmm. They went with recognizable character with War Machine. Mm -hmm. They didn't really have time to sit down. I mean, we really didn't sit down and think about it, but we came up with, with Carl and with Carl being a better choice. Yeah, but you know what? We also, we're familiar. We we watched that series from beginning to end. I, and I'm not sure that the people who nominated, considering, like you said, the, the distaste that they have for comic book-based property. I don't, I don't think, at this point in time, I don't think it was the people who nominated. I think it was the PR team and their submissions for nominations. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, five for Falcon and Winter Soldier when there could have been a lot more. I And when I say there could be a lot more, I don't know where your head is on this, Mike. I'm saying some of the casting performances, I think the acting performances should get more love out of this. Yeah. I mean, I I think Anthony Mackie should be up for, you know, lead actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Sebastian uh, Stan should be up for supporting actor. Absolutely. Well, I don't know that I would consider him a supporting actor. I mean, these two, they are the lead actors. Okay. Um, I think, I think, I think Sam does a better performance in this or at least a more noteworthy. Now. Okay. How about Wyatt Russell as supporting? Definitely a supporting actor. And mm-hmm. look at the waves he made with that role. You tell me that's not what a supporting actor does for a show. I mean, yes, we were not supposed to like him, and we totally did not. Mm-hmm. But we think, but I mean, I personally think he did a fantastic job of playing somebody we were never supposed to like. Yeah. yeah. And, and knowing, and knowing, what we've seen of him for interviews and everything else that bothered the crap Jesus out of him. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, I don't really know what he was expecting, but I mean, yes, he's, he's a flawed individual. Right. The character, John Walker, not, not Russell, but you know, maybe he is, I don't know. But here's the thing. I mean, at the end, I mean, I, I could pull for him as U.S. agent, but then I know who U.S. agent is in the comics. Right. And yes, he's definitely a better fit as U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was never supposed to be as good a Captain America as Steve Rogers was. Not in the comics, not in the MCU. No. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just think I think there was better acting in in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I think the nominations should reflect that. Yeah, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Um, I agree as well. It's I, I would love to. I would love to sit down with the committee to see the their their reasoning for this. 
I would you know, not. It, I, and the reason why I would not is yeah. because I would be like, oh, Lord, I can't think of his name. Matt Foley, the inspirational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I would be like, for the love of God, I live in a van down by the river and I can do a better job than you. I, I would be so bat foley all over these people. I just, I, I, it's best that I don't. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I'm a glutton for punishment, though, so you know. But you know, if they weren't the Emmy committee, they would be living in the van down by the uh, river. The river. Force, force feeding Marvel mosquitoes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we circle uh, around to that. <laughs> uh, and that image, I'm not going to get out of my head. Nope. That is a okay. pencil image that is going to linger. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're not. Sorry, it's but okay. not sorry. So, um, oh, I attended Sweet Sweet, the toy show put on by our friends over at the Pop Insider Toy Insider. I popped inside a little bit myself yesterday. And Hasbro has a the one Marvel product they showed. I think it's about one of the few Marvel products I saw the whole day. It's it's for younger kids, mm-hmm. but it's based on the new on the new Disney Junior Spider Man show. Spider Man, his amazing friends. Yeah, yeah. It's the Spider Man headquarters. This thing look kind of cute. I take it it's not the inside of Aunt May's apartment. No, <laughs> no. But I'm I almost I almost wish that they would turn around and what they've done for this. Do similar accessories for like the Marvel Legends or even bring back the three and three quarter inch Marvel figures and create sets like this for backgrounds, dioramas, whatever. Right. So and then I'm on uh, Marvel.com and they have something that's related to Spider-Man. No way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, some merch. Let me find this again. And okay, we'll... I'm I'm looking at that. Oh, you found it. Yeah, I found it. Um, Kylan, check this out. Now I discovered the oh. I discovered the trick to the slideshow. Mm-hmm. Click the picture. Okay. Yeah, it widens up. Now you get the full slideshow. Plus a better look at the picture. Um, this integrated suit. It's just a mix of, I, I know it's the Iron Man, it's the Iron Spider suit, quote unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that an arc it's- reactor plus whatever thing that um, Strange does with the ring? Yeah, this what, looks like a sling like, ring. Yeah. It almost looks like some, it looks like a different spell. It. This looks like it could be powered by a combination of Stark and Strange technology or stra- Stark technology, Strange magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just label this the integrated suit. I will say, I kind of like it. Oh, yeah. This may well, be my first Spider-Man pop. Well, there's also a Doctor Strange Funko from No Way Home. 
Yeah. And he has a uh, shovel. Yep. Quite interesting. Yeah. Then the next suit, the red and black. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Upgraded suit, they call it. Mm-hmm. Then we got Mary and Jane, or MJ. Yeah. Ned. Ned. And then the black and gold suit, which this is going to be a Target exclusive. Nice. Looks like it belongs to the Spider-Man video game. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Hasbro Marvel Legends figure, Spider-Man for No Way Home. Are, I like that suit. Yeah, this arc, and this articulation is amazing. Yeah. I really do like this suit. This may be the figure to get. It may be. I mean, I, there are some... I would love to get a classic or traditional Spider-Man, but I really like this one as well. The points of articulation are just... It, it, it's blowing my mind here. Here, Here's another thing. Remember when I did the Mighty Marvel Geeks uh, Spider-Man jersey? Uh-huh. Yeah. Change the spider from black to the gold. That could be... That could be fun. That could be fun. Leave right. the war, leave the word balloon off, but put the word mark over the top of it. Yeah. Uh, but I I have a I have a Spider Man Homecoming hat that I got from uh, superhero uh, superhero stuff. If they do that same hat but did the gold spider, I'd be all over it as well. Mm. Um. But yeah, I really love this look. Then there's the. Hasbro Marvel Legends Spider-Man. I'm not the biggest fan. The black and gold. I don't understand. There's got to be an explanation behind this. Well, for those of you who can't see, which is basically everybody but me, Mike, and Kylan, Mm -hmm. it looks like a black and gold version of Spidey's classic suit. Mm -hmm. But there are splashes of red at the fingertips and it looks and like the the web gauntlets, the forearms. Yeah, yeah. And, and this I'm is kind of like, and this is not Miles Morales. No. no, and it just makes me wonder why. Now this is the exact same figure, or well, all right, it's clearly based on the same model. It's got the same points of articulation to it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just this is one of the outfits that just make you think, why? Yep. Right. Well, and just like. With the J. Jonah Jameson. Missing the icon hair. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this this version of J. Jonah Jameson. Now, they've got the facial expression down pat because, but, I mean, that is definitely J.K. Simmons' face. The, right. To me, this is J.K. Simmons doing J.J. J. J. Jameson after he got done filming The Tomorrow War. No, no. Because he's, he's in The Tomorrow War. And he's bald. You know what this figure tell says to me? He said, "Farmers Insurance. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Yep, there that you go. Too. That is that is him from the Farmers commercials. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Marvel Legends Doctor Strange. Not too bad looking. No, not no. bad looking at all. Uh, Spider Man Nerf Blaster Web Bolt. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. I just I don't really care for weapons that are themed to a certain hero that would never use them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I agree. There's that's something that kind of always bothered me. I don't know why. I mean, of course, most characters don't have weapons like these. Right. Now, Spider-Man glow effects mask. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man web gear figure. This thing looks pretty cool. Oh yes. I mean this one this one has the spider arms. Spider-Man jet web cycle. I'm almost wondering, are we gonna see Spider-Man on a motorcycle in this film? I doubt it. I hope not. I, no, what this reminds me of is back in the seventies when they were releasing all these toys that were tied into Spider-Man, like the spider buggy. Yes. Spider Migo. Migo. Yeah. Yep. If they even tried putting them in the comics and yeah. just realizing how much of a stupid idea this was. Yeah. I mean, does the spider buggy showed up in um, Ultimate Spider in the Ultimate Spider-Man uh, animated series? Also showed up in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yep. Then there's the Lego sets coming out for this. Spider-Man now going back to so apparently Mysterio's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh probably a flashback scene. Actually, no, this set's inspired from Far From Home. Uh Spider-Man versus Mysterio's drone attack. Looks pretty cool. I want that control pad that Mysterio has. Yeah. But then again, I see some people look at these Lego sets and go, oh, well, it's got Spider-Man, Nick Fury, Mysterio. I go, that's a really cool control panel tile. <laughs> that's, a, that's a standard control panel. That's one of their stock panels. Okay. It doesn't look like one, but yeah, not to me. Turn your head sideways. You'll see. Okay. The Nick Fury figure is pretty cool, though. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that panel. I've seen. I know I've seen that panel before. I may have one or two of those. Okay. Um, now, the Sanctum Workshop. That set's pretty cool, and I do want that. Yes. Yes. So obviously, we're going to have Doctor Strange in this, and apparently, he is going to be at Spider Man's going to be at the Sanctum. Yeah. Because we get a Wong figure out of this. Have we seen a a Wong figure before this? No. Ah, no, no. And I love the Spidey suit from this one. Yeah, the Spidey suit in this one is good. Now, I'm going to say, because of No Way Home, there are some new Spider-Man minifigs I'm going to have to get. There's an Xbox controller. Yeah, I just saw that. Quite (laughs) interesting. Again, I look at some of the, the, the pieces that are in the set. Yeah. Well, look at the computer. The computer is very nice. Yes. There's some new pieces there. Mm-hmm. The lamps look new. Yeah. This would be a good I mean, set there, to get. This would be a good set, not just to build for the set, but also for the pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I foresee me buying two two sets of this. The boom box. The boom box. There is a boom box. There's a Lego boom box. I love this. That's gotta be a, that's gotta be a new piece for this design for this. See, now I'm going back and look at, okay, I got, I'm going to have to get the Spider-Man from the Mysterio set as well. I am slowly collecting each of the variations of the Spider-Man so I can have a history. I got you. And with these newer ones, especially with them doing the black and red. Yeah. Uh, there's some new ones I need to get. Now there's Spider-Man's dr- drone duel which has Spider-Man and Vulture. Mm-hmm. And this is inspired by Homecoming. Problem is this Spider-Man, which again, I'm going to need to get this figure for my collection. It's the black and gold. Right. 
So I there, mean, I, there, I better, there better be some explanation in this movie and why he's in black and gold. Well, you know, it's supposed to be multiverse. So maybe there's a multiverse where Spidey has a black and gold suit. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, final thoughts, guys. Uh, you know, for a show that started off pretty slow-ish, at least to my taste, uh, Loki really paid off in the end. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about this show. (laughs) We start off slow every time. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I still, my final thoughts on Loki is I still don't like what they did to his character. Yeah. Because. It's, it didn't the, feel right. The ultimate schemer has become a bumbling drunkard goofball who gets who can't even keep up with all the different ways all the other Lokis can outthink him, outmaneuver him. I, I would lay odds that Crocodile Loki could outmaneuver this Loki. Quite possible. Uh, aside from that, I did enjoy the the concept and the storyline. Yes, concepts and storyline I I liked. I did not like the character development of this particular variant of Loki. So uh, my final thought, you guys are going to be getting a package soon. Okay. Okay. So enough said on that. Uh, Until next time. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? It's time to go dark. authorized by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. Not nice! (laughs) (laughs) Privacy, please. Loki, I could give my verdict in two words or less, but as you would put it, You stand here accused of tampering with the sacred timeline, philosophically opposing predeterminism, crossing over into forbidden areas of Disney+, taking two spots in the goofy parking lot, being more popular than all the heroes, having a British accent when you're actually supposed to be from Norway, promising to be good, then breaking your promise like a a zillion times, making us sit through numerous mid-credit scenes, hoping they advance the story. And will you please wash your nasty hair? Guilty as charged. Get out of my face. Thank <laughs> you.